on this episode. We get into bidding a little bit, and man, there is a lot there to talk about. We had a great time. We had some awesome guests, and we really dove in deep. So hopefully you guys enjoy. We're going to take care of some business, and then we'll get right to it. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast and will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. How do you put a price on what you do? <laughs> a mix of your skill, your knowledge of tree work, the time it takes, the resources you put into it, paying your help equals your price. Then, is the person selling the work the same person doing the work? So what are you selling? Safety, fear, beauty, or knowledge? Is that not enough, or did I miss something? In our industry, you compete with everyone from out-of-work loggers to highly trained professional arborists. Going once, going twice, everyone has got their price. On this episode of the Tree Thinking Podcast, we bundle all the intangibles we up the safety, add some beauty, share our knowledge, and remove the fear. All while trying to put a price on what we love to do. In the price of bidding. All right, we're here again for another episode. This will be an interesting topic a lot of times we're talking about working out in the field and for this episode we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about what happens before you get into the field and before you're doing that work uh, but before we get into that we're going to introduce ourselves my name is Andrew I'm Rob Becca Corey tonight we have a special guest Albie we got Albie Toomson Albie's a uh well let's see Albie how long have we have you know we probably worked for 18 years together 19 something years, like something like that. Yeah. And so I've probably done more tree work that you bid on <laughs> than yeah. anybody else, which yeah, is probably. really cool. So from that from that perspective, I have learned a lot from you. So I've, I'm really stoked to have you on. I really appreciate working with you. And Thanks for having me. Yeah, this will be a fun episode. When I think about bidding, my mind goes to kind of like the intro is saying, what, what are you selling? You know, are you, are you selling the tree work? Are you trying to build a relationship with the client? You know, a lot of times, uh, kind of when does the bid even start? You know, in, in a lot of ways, the bid starts the first time they see your logo or read your ad or start getting a feeling for who your company is. Yeah, we'll get into all that a little bit. But let's see. Before we do that, let's do some stories from the field. What do you guys got? <laughs> You're looking at me, the bidder. <laughs> I'd imagine you have the best stories. I got I got I got good stories. A good one for you guys is uh, one time I showed up, and there was a very clean truck into the driveway. The house was very clean. The driveway was clean. You can see it had been power washed. You know, once every two weeks or whatever. 
I showed up at the door and I ring the bell. There's a big guy that shows up and he, uh, he's got a red T-shirt. His truck was red and he had a sign that said, um, I think it was a firefighter, obviously a firefighter. He had a, a sign on his truck. And uh, so he, <laughs> he looks at me up, up and down and he say, okay, he's here. And so I'm like, okay, wow, I'm already, he's yeah. here. You know, <laughs> his wife shows up, she's half the size very cute and you can see she's she's got a lot of you know a lot of uh, authority i would say so uh, <laughs> she's, got she's like uh okay well you follow me i've got things for you to do and the guy so <laughs> i follow her and the the husband follows me like two or three feet behind and i could see he's just ju you know gauging me and so we go in the backyard and she says okay that that tree over there is a it was a dead pine and i i'd like to have it removed so i take my notes and so he automatically intervenes and he said honey he doesn't need to be here i can do that by myself i've got the tools i've got the i've got a chainsaw i've got my truck and so she looks at him and she said honey we talked about this just leave it alone okay so I'm <laughs> like, okay wow gosh <laughs> so i just you know keep going and follow her okay japanese maple i'd like to have a little bit of a cleanup and you know uh, remove the dead branches and Okay, I, so I take my notes, and the guy said, "Honey, he doesn't need to be here. You know, just like I'm not even there. You know, he doesn't need to be here. I've got the tools, I've got saws, I've got everything, I've got my truck, and so you know, start to feel my level of uh, <laughs> <laughs> tolerance cranking up, and, and uh, <laughs> so we keep going. There was another tree, I forgot what it was, and and again, same thing. I take my note, and he says, yeah, Oh, we we're gonna, you know, we're gonna pay a lot of money. He doesn't need to be here. I've got the tools, and finally, I've had it right. Yeah, and it takes a while before I had it. So, I look around and I said, uh, "You fire? Do you fight fires? You firefighters?" He said, "Yes." Well, you know, I. Um, that's you know that's good to know because, for example, if my my house is burning. I got a hose. I got a spigot. All I have to do is what? Dose the flames? Is that it? I've got the tools. I've got the tools. And so <laughs> his wife looked at me and she, she had a big smile. She kind of chuckled. Yeah. And the guy just put up his hand in the air and said, that's it. And he turned around and he left. And, okay. and we got the job. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So she yeah, picked you guys. She was in charge. Yeah, she was in charge. Yeah. So that's one wow. of the multiple stories that I have had uh, in my drawer of stories. Yeah. The last twenty-two years. That's I, a good one. Yeah. I got a little bit of a story that kind of relates to that. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, I was out there doing the bid. It was actually uh, just a couple nights ago, and I was there because the guy. Had, it sounds like had a tree go back on him at one point. Oh. Yeah. And so I don't know if it hit anything, you know, it just became very clear <laughs> that I was there because, you know, he's an older guy and he's like, I just, you know, I just don't feel like I control the saw like I used to. Last time I was doing this, I <laughs> put the face cut in. That's it. It you was the face cut. Yeah. The back it was, it was right where I wanted it to go. And I was just doing the back cut. And all of a sudden, I could tell it wasn't going. You know, <laughs> he's like, "So everything turned out. I got out of there. I didn't get hurt, but you know, it just really kind of shot my confidence in doing this." Mm -hmm. And you know, these are probably big, hundred and forty foot fir trees. Oh, and he had he had uh, 
eight. Well, there is six of them that he definitely wants down. Eight of them that I'm going to end up putting uh, on the contract, and who knows if he'll go for the other ones. Mm-hmm. And he wanted them all fallen. So, oh, wow. you know, and I think I'm going to be, you know, there's a fence in the way, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll just pull that. You know, it's out in the country. He's like, oh, I'll just take that fence down, you drop it right there, and I'll put it back up. You just drop it. Once it's on the ground, I'll take it from there, you know. I like those. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> all right. And they, yeah. they all line up, so it's like, you know, not perfectly, but enough. So you drop the first one that opens the path for the second one, opens the path for. The, so I'll be dropping them as fast as I can set lines. You know, it'll it'll be good. But the other interesting part of it is there was a couple trees downhill, and one of them has a, a fir tree with a strong lean. Like it's a healthy lean. You know, it's not failing, but it's got a strong lean over his septic tank, <laughs> the big concrete septic tank, and. He's like, you can just fell it. We'll take some of the wood from the tree, other trees you fall in. We'll build a big pile around it. I got a tractor. I'll be able to bring big logs and stack them tools. all around it. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got the tools. Got and I'm tools. like, you know, it might be a little more money, but I can climb up there. It'll be real quick for me to just to drop all the branches and then send the wood down. I promise it, you know, nothing will get hurt. He's like, no, just drop it. It'll be cheaper. He's like, I can build it. Mm. it if it hits the wood, it won't hurt it. And so finally, I was just like, you know what? Sure. I'm going to write on the contract that I am not responsible for any damage and I will do my best to miss it. And I will, you know what I mean? Here's hoping, you know, but it's really interesting because sometimes you got a plan, but the client's got a plan that they want to go with. (laughs) I guess I have one then too. I I haven't done any bidding personally, um, but my partner owns a tree care company. And so we do weekend work and, we went out, these people had it in their minds that they wanted this ponderosa pine removed because somebody else had told them that it was dying. And it's it's a really cool tree. It's got it's got three trunks, but they, they break off into three about like thirty five or so feet up. So it's really cool. It's got a lot of character. Um and just like a bunch of sap coming out. And there were four or five dead limbs on the thing. But yeah, it it's dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. So, so they called they called him out <laughs> to do a bid for a for a removal for this tree, and I happened to just like ride with him because we were hanging out anyways. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll check it out, and um, and we we're both looking at the tree, and he's like, I don't know, Becca, what do you think? I'm like, it looks it looks fine. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a really nice tree, and yeah. like aside from the couple of dead li- like you know, I would I would do some some deadwooding and you know and anyways we make decided it look to, really nice yeah so yeah. it ended up happening and yeah. they were really excited because it was like obviously less money than removing that whole yep. tree uh, I, was to cable it do a static cable for the three leads at the top and then and then just deadwood it and they were just super jazzed. So it, <clears throat> I guess that's one example of like how you can how a client can have a perception of what they what they think needs to be done. And then you can go and be like, actually, no, yeah, uh, <laughs> like, yep. this is lovely and you should keep it. And then they, they ended up being really happy. And you know, that's a cool tree. I love, I, I it's right around the corner from my house. So I get oh, to walk perfect. by it all that's the time awesome. and yeah. just be like, yeah, we didn't cut it down. That's a good yeah. feeling right there. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of one of the, uh, the trees on the bid that, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to accept or not. But it's a is probably the biggest tree on on the bid. It's a huge fir, and it it bifurcates at about six feet up with a 
pretty included. Big words, big words. Yeah, I know, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it, it's uh, I'm following you here. Yeah. <laughs> You're too far ahead of me to follow me, Albie. <laughs> it's a, it's a big old tree, and the biggest part kind of hang over their garden, fenced in garden and chicken coop, and then the smaller part, which is still probably 120 feet, and it's covered in mushrooms. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, those, I can't, I'm not going to tell you it's going to go right now, but there's kind of a ticking time bomb with that many mushrooms about on the it. red ring rot? No, it's not the red ring rot. It's the brown mushrooms. Is it dead? On the fur? No. Yeah. On the fur. Red ring rot, probably. That's red ring rot. Is it ring rot? Ah, I always think yeah. of it. What am I thinking of then? I'm getting them, uh, sweet. the, the white puff balls. It's the oh, that's cryptoporous. Yes. Okay. Oh, so it, yeah, it is the, the red ring rot. Yeah. And so it's going up one side. The other side doesn't have any on it. But, you know, so he's like, well, I really want to keep this tree. And I was like, well, you know, with those those mushrooms, it, you know, it is what it is. And I was like, I mean, if it if it wasn't for those mushrooms, I'd probably put a cobra up there. And he's like, well, just give me a price for that, too, in case I decide to go with it. You know, and I was like, all right, you know, it, it's pretty bad. But, you know, and I was like, well, I'll give you a price for the cable. I'll give you a price for the removal. And you know the price of not doing anything. <laughs> and he kind of stops. He's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's really refreshing when you do a bit and you feel like people are really um, trusting you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, you they, they, they hire you because you are supposedly an expert. Yeah. And so you come and, and you can actually talk about the thing you – you feel like you can actually talk freely about what you know and and what is best for the tree, and um, we've all done you know second third opinions, and I think that's one of the probably one of the tips on bidding is just to trust yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 just uh, stick to your guns. I mean, um, but be also wise enough to just to admit that you sometimes could make a mistake and. Oh, I didn't see this. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I think that's that's important. Like Becca had a great great stories. So all of a sudden, you know, she said, "Well, you know, it doesn't have to be removed. You could do this and this and this." And and, and that's that's great. Yeah. Well, that that gets to the point of why you're there and kind of what you you know gets to your story. You're there because you're an expert. It's what you do every day. It, you know, your life experiences are going to get put you in a place where you have the knowledge that's going to be applicable. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, you have to be different than all the rest. I mean, if you think about the competition, why, mm-hmm. you know, why do they why are they going to hire you? It's because you have you know, you you build a con- con- confidence over the years. I, I remember the first time I started to bid for Sperry, you know, I was uh especially for pricing, I didn't really know if I was right on it or if it was too much and so I you know I I pretty much just uh, <laughs> figured it out as I went mm-hmm. you know one thing that was good is that I I you know I knew my trees yep and that <laughs> I was gonna that's probably the first first thing you have to be when you do bidding doing tree work if you don't know your trees Oh, that's that's that the worst is feeling. Really, really important. And I, I'm lucky that I have, you know, I've had that knowledge for years when I was in forestry. Way back in in Belgium, I, I 
that's one thing I loved was tree identification. Yeah. And so at least, you know, I'm able to to look at trees and that's another good story if you mind if you, if you don't mind. Met a guy last year, year before, and we were in uh it was like February. And I was called because he had quote unquote a dead cedar. I show up and the guys um said, Yeah, we moved here in August and uh, I love this tree and then, you know, it started to die and I'm looking at it right now, it's dead and I want it to be removed. And I said, You really love that tree, huh? He said, Yes, I really love that tree. I'm very very sorry it died. I said, I got great news for you. <laughs> it was a Dawn Redwood. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told him about what the Dawn Redwood is and you know, they lose their leaves in the sp- in the in the fall. And you're going to love how they're going to look in about a couple of months. It's going to start pushing its needles and it's going to be a nice, beautiful tree. And he was like ecstatic. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) This is so cool. Oh, that's awesome. That makes your day. Oh, man, that's so hard to resist the urge to just be like, hang on a second and then just like... (laughs) <laughs> do something weird like pee on it yeah. or yeah. <laughs> I feel like no wait oh a couple gosh. of months let's see if it works going to yeah. be back in two months yeah. I'm going to pee on it brother. and then you put a penny at the base every night <laughs> <laughs> until it starts the needles start coming out and once they come out do not put any more pennies at the base no of more. it but if you miss a single penny this thing is yeah. going to be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll owe me $500 <laughs> I tell you what, let's have a bet. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool, though. I, I love it when people are are really excited and perceptive to mm-hmm. the educational mm-hmm. component of what we do, mm-hmm. and it it just it makes it so much more fun. And, Absolutely, you know, it it might like, I don't know. That's the thing too is sometimes people will just, I don't, I don't personally know that many people that will just be like, yeah, this tree's got to go. It's when it doesn't need to, and yeah. just for the money, you know. Yeah. But, but I I know that that is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually out of convenience for the person who does the bidding. Hmm. The uh, it's a lot more complicated to mitigate and and um, and try to take a risk mm-hmm. at saving a tree than removing it. And so I'm I'm not making you know. I'm not judging anyone, but I, I, I think it's the human nature is like, you know, it's so much more complicated. Yeah, the tree's got to go. You should probably remove it. And this is the price. And there's no discussion. Mm-hmm. What? The tree's, the tree's down. You, you can't be wrong. No, yeah. Nothing's going to go wrong after that, right? Yeah. 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 A lot of people's, I've noticed a lot of people's threshold <laughs> of risk is really, really, really <coughs> low. And they're just like, yeah, if you can just eliminate that risk completely, that's what I want. I just want that. And yeah. mm. It's interesting. I, um, Finally. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> I've been up, uh, up river a lot and I've, you know, connected with the community up there and, and the Mackenzie Valley burned uh, for 20, 20 miles of the, the highway there. And so ODOT's got a lot of trees that are, um, burned and still alive and the soil composition has changed and the, you know, potential for more trees to be dying over some time could be there, you know, and it's, it's a tough call to, to say, yeah, these trees need to come down or they don't. The people in the community are really advocates for, 
you know, keeping as many of the trees that are alive as we can. And, um, and ODOT wants to minimize, um, you know, the, the hazard or the risk liability and finding that because it's declared an emergency and FEMA's involved, they basically just take all your rights away, even trees that are on your property, that are your trees that have been burned in the fire but are still alive. If they deem them as being hazardous, then they have every right to cut them down. Kind of like an eminent domain kind of thing, like similar similar vein? I'm not, I, I don't know legally where point. it stands, but it yeah, it's basically, something similar to that. you know, I know a lot of people that have trees that I would say are going to be just fine groves of them you know 20 or 30 fir trees that are three four feet in diameter in their front yard and it's very likely they're going to be just fine and odot is very likely going to come in and cut them all down because they can reach the 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 road because an arborist deemed them as being a potentially hazardous tree within like the next five years so someone who's like track certified came out and it's like well, yeah yeah so I mean, we we did that i don't know did you do that well, for odot or for the no no not just, not, not just for, for odot but we did that for are you trying was it, it the uh the watershed council the mackenzie watershed council just mackenzie watershed and we did it in advance of their crews that were coming through and doing yeah so work. that's what i wonder if they're gonna have other crews come through working and to repair the land or something there and so what when we were doing it, they wanted to know what trees were dangerous for people to work under. It was one of those things where because it was everything was still pretty new when they had us up there, they weren't really clear always about what what you were doing or how long of a time you needed to say this would be safe or dangerous for. So I can see them giving some, you know, information like, "Hey, this is this going to be good for the next 5-10 years?" And someone being like, ah, oh, could die in five, ten years. And then someone else down the line be like, oh, it, he said it's going to fall in five or ten years. We can't have a crew working there. You know, who knows what it is? Well, that, that's the whole thing is they're, they're, saying, they're saying we need to get these trees down before nesting season <laughs> is, is what they're saying. Because they're not allowed to. Once the, once the birds are active in them yeah, and okay. changes laws. and the, I mean, it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Huh. Oh, big time. And, and it, it is, I believe... One person's opinion is, you know, interpreted maybe differently to another person that's making a decision on something. It, it's unorganized. Which is then being... And wait, they're like... Wait a minute. The, f- the federal government's involved, right? So it, can't, it can't be that complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's take that away. It's yeah. Tory Shields, There's, everyone. Whoever, whoever <laughs> listens out there, it's not complicated. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I can see, I can understand where everybody's coming from. You know, you look at it from a neutral perspective and you can justify both sides. You know, and I personally would be really bummed out if I had a grove of fine, nice trees and they came in and cut them down. But I also understand that, you know, those trees fall on the power lines all the time. And they that's yeah. what started the fire, probably. Yeah. I guess there's no official cause yet, but... That, think, that has know. started fires in the past. Oh, it's, you know. it happens all the time. So yeah. it, it's a it's an interesting balance, and I think that that's similar to what people have to decide when they're making decisions about their own trees, like what you know what you guys are talking about with where do you draw the line on a removal? You know, yeah. this is just one example of a large scale like we're going to cut three hundred thousand trees down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, but. People make that decision about 
trees in their yards all the time how much risk are you willing to take and mm -hmm. everybody's different and then being a bidder you have to kind of get to know the client mm -hmm. and be like what what's their risk tolerance you know and yeah. and some people are willing to take more of a risk than others and given that objective opinion yeah, yeah. and that kind of gets into yeah. albie's story a little bit you know, he was talking about when he pulled up to the truck, into the house, he was noticing how everything was really clean. He was noticing <laughs> the truck that was there. And when you're a bidder, you got to be reading all those oh, yeah. things going yeah. into it, yeah. you know, because yeah. all that is going to go into how you interact with the person. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, if you pull Establish up. Establish the relationship. Yeah, and it's a super clean cut property like that. Your energy and attitude are probably going to be way different than if you pull up and there's a hippie van and there's a organic <laughs> garden and, you know. A dryer on the porch. It, it, yeah. Things, <laughs> tie dyes in the windows. Yeah. You know, that's going to be a Five totally different experience. <laughs> One house and the house has the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what is that smell? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be oh a whole God. different experience. So, you know, it, it, it is it is true. I mean, it, it just, I wouldn't say that some properties, I guess I guess I could say that some properties are raising my hackles. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'm like, I'm rolling my eyes saying, oh, you know, you're looking at, you know, everything is cropped like, like pom-poms. Yeah. And you say, okay, what? And I, you know, sometimes I, I tell people, if you allowed us just to restore that maple that you've been sharing yeah, yep. that Japanese maple you've been sharing for the last ten years. Uh, eventually, you will you won't have to pay to have it done every year. Yeah, and so I always come up with that angle. And if they say no, I really like that crop thing, I said I quit fighting that thing. You know, sometimes it, it's their uh, property. It's they're, their property. They're gonna have exactly. to live with it. Exactly. You know? So sometimes that's what they want us to do, and that's what we'll do. And yeah, Mark but sometimes it's also okay to Markers. say no. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to draw the so, line. So, sometimes I draw the line. There's a, yeah. there's a few mm -hmm. times, especially on removals of magnificent trees. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, it, it's it's okay to say no. You know, that's you know the same story I've I've been talking about. Um, oh, about fifteen years ago, I had a no a property at the corner, a corner property, beautiful beautiful big leaf maple. Probably about forty years old, magnificent, just perfectly placed. You know, making the the tree was making the property right. Mm. Just show up and you say, "Oh my gosh!" Ring the bell. Old man comes out. We go straight under the tree because it was hot. And he looks at me. He said, "I want that. I want that sucker down." I said, "What?" <laughs> and so I uh, I start to talk about you know the benefit of the tree advantage of the shade and wildlife habitat and i i could see he was not having any of it and so i finally pulled the card of how much the tree was worth aha uh -huh. right i yeah. said you know i i'm not giving you an idea of the price but i know that if you remove the tree you're going to lose about 10 to 15 percent of your property's value so what are you talking about i'm like okay i got a bite <laughs> <laughs> got him and i started to reel yeah. <laughs> really and, uh, and so I, I said, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> he decided not to remove the tree. Nice. nice. Awesome. And I said, you know, if you want a little bit more light on your lawn, we could raise the canopy a little bit, get rid of the dead branches if you're afraid they're going to fall on you. But just, you know, you're going to love to keep that tree. I mean, That's and, awesome. you know, and sometimes, especially these days, you mentioned the amount of shade they provide. I mean, I could go on and on with the benefits of the tree, but 
the shade alone, and it, it's 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 huge. I yeah. tell people that's a free air conditioner right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's cleaning your air, but it's also you know making everything much cooler. It, it's amazing what some people will get convinced to do because of their perception of risk. Like they will pay Usually you fear based. Yeah, fear based. They'll they'll yeah. pay you to take money out of their pocket or to take <laughs> like to devalue their property. <laughs> Like, exactly. hey, I want this tree topped because I'm afraid of it. Or I want this tree removed because I'm afraid of it. Like, yeah. come through and just destroy this tree or get rid of it completely yeah. because I'm afraid of it. Like, it, it's, 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 our, it's our job, actually, to uh, flatten that curve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I wish everybody felt that way because the sad thing is there's, you know, fear is such a strong, you know, it's, anchor on us. And people yeah. use that to make money because... Yeah. Because it, they're being lazy, they're using it as a crutch. Because they, instead of getting educated, mm -hmm. or instead of wanting to try to sell a better alternative, they just go with the fear. Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. and then Albie goes out there, and he's, you know, trying to talk to that same client and trying to undo this whole thing that this other person sold him. You know. Or instead of having those co hard conversations with people, they're just like they take the easy way route. Yeah, yeah, no, that that is the way. We'll just remove that tree, and mm -hmm. we'll be fine. Yeah, that goes yeah. back to the, what I said earlier. It's much easier mm -hmm. to bid for removal than a pruning. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do a whole, you know? a whole lot of convincing. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, yeah. It's just like how Rob was saying. People have uh, like uh, tolerance for you know potential hazard or what they're comfortable with and i think the bidder too should have a tolerance for what they're willing to mm -hmm. take away mm -hmm. off, yeah. the, off the tree and like well and compromise you know. yeah we're and talking some, about sometimes it meets in the middle and it's sweet yeah we're but talking about professional integrity in my right. mind yeah, yeah. You know, a lot the, of the time what happens is the when when there's a disconnect between what the client wants and the bidder is selling and the bidder kind of that doesn't want to be clear with them that that's not the kind of work we do, but they really want to get the job. And they say, okay, we'll do some weight reduction out of that stem. No problem. <laughs> when the client's envisioning like an eight inch cut and you're envisioning a three inch cut mm -hmm. and then the crew goes out and all of a sudden has to find, yeah. you know, the, the um, difference there. Yeah. <laughs> Being very, very specific on the bid is, huge help for the crew i learned that over the years mm -hmm. you know, Interesting. the language is you know actually it's almost standard um if you mention a, a, a tree and you say okay northwest scaffold mm. load reduction uh, five removal cuts maximum five inches in diameter as an example that is actually that's very, very crucial. specific. That you yeah. have yeah. to be. Yeah. You yeah. have that's, to be. Oh, yeah, we do that level of... I was wondering yeah. that because um, like the only time that I've ever worked on anything that has been bidded, it's been, like, with the person that bid the job. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, like, you know, I meet the clients or I was there yeah, for so the bid or something. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like, this is what's expected. But I, for, for consulting mm -hmm. arborists... Bitters. To have to be yeah. that specific, it's almost like you want to take a picture of the tree and then highlight what's getting removed. Yeah. And, and thanks for know. lasers when we brief the crew, we are yeah. able to show them. Okay, that's the branch I was talking about right there. Yeah. But it, it's it is actually standard, and you have to be the language of reduction cut, removal cut that that needs to be adopted by everyone. Mm -hmm. And oh, it's so important. What we talked about earl just just like two minutes ago is when we talk about educating the client if we if we were able just to invite other companies and invite other arborists so we could all share the same um 
language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And say, hey, think about, you know, what you could do if you remo- uh, if, if you save the tree instead of remove the, removing the tree. It's a lot of things. It, it takes a while, but, you know, it needs to be explored, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, I love to build bridges anyway, so. Absolutely. And it, I feel like the hard things with those is that a lot of the, a lot of the companies that aren't as interested in that just aren't interested in that. So even mm. when you open those mm. those pathways for them, I don't know. I feel like there just has to be a change in a lot of people's mentality and a lot of those differently minded people yeah. just to kind of have to well yeah. retire. And the thing about it is, is there's so much benefit to doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people do it for a few reasons. One, there's uh, people are are a little worried you know, that they're not going to be able to sell something else and mm-hmm. they're worried they're not going to be able to pay their crew. So they just do what yeah. they know they got to do. Right, right. You know, but if you take the time to work with education instead of fear, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and work with, you know, bringing, bringing it, you know, tell, like you were talking about, making sure the client understands the benefits of it. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, instead of removing the tree, I'm going to thin it out and get light on your lawn still. Maybe not as much, but then you'll also have these benefits of the tree. You have to care. If yeah. you don't have a passion for trees, I mean, right? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that what it's all about? Yeah, no, that, really. That's I feel a big like part. We say that every episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a big part you of it. You just gotta love it. Yeah. yeah. But True that's though. the difference between like a, <laughs> so a high quality company. And if you're, if you're a company that's considered, you know, educated, man, you can get away with a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not saying you should yeah. take advantage of that. Yeah, of course. But, you know, once you get that reputation, then you can really start talking to people and having these conversations and they'll listen to you. And that doesn't come through trying to sell removals. That comes through talking the talk. Yep. We, I think we, because we also have put, a lot of us have been putting a lot of effort in um, educating ourselves and, and becoming certified. And, and, you know, the problem with this industry, it's not protected. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so long as it's not protected, you're going to have somebody who's doing totally, I'm not going to say anything because, you know, I'm going to say roofer or asphalt or paint or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's let's take the example of a painter. Mm-hmm. You paint, but you have you become allergic to paint for some reason. But you love to work outside, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you say, well, you know, I'm, I could start a tree care business. It's I, You could start tomorrow. Yep. You buy the yeah. tools, you have your LCB, and all of a sudden, you be, you compete with people like us who've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. And people, do, the thing is, the public doesn't know the difference. No, they, they don't, don't know there is a, uh, you know, you, you, and again, the the ISA certified arborist, um, it's meant it's not mandatory. Mm-hmm. We do that because we we want to be, you know, educated, and we want to be uh, holding that certification and be a little different. Yeah. And so, so long as this is, you know, that's a much deeper uh, discussion. But so long as this is the same, we we we're going to have to build a bridge and and talk to those guys and hey, hey, you know, why don't you come and do the little <coughs> seminar with us? Or let's do a you know aerial rescue together, and and then you start making friends with them, and eventually that you. It's gonna be a. It would be a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Going back to uh, things that keep coming up, it's all about building community. Yeah. yeah you know, it's about true. reaching out and building community and helping educate each other. And instead of getting siloed in your own little company yeah. and 
you know, giving someone Us else a hard time. Kind of exactly. Yeah, Instead, yeah. we're all part of the same game here. Yep. You know, we're all on the same team. And, you know, there's, we've had people that worked at Sperry that worked mm-hmm. for other companies, mm-hmm. you know, that were probably considered a li- little more than one of those companies that sells removals and is a little mm-hmm. more hackish in that mm-hmm. way. And, you know, they're good arborists, you mm-hmm. know, working for both companies. Mm-hmm. It's just if that bidder takes the time to make sure they're selling the good work, that's one of the big differences right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the main differences. I was actually talking with Heidi earlier about this at work. I don't want to compare. We're not, we're not surgeons, right? But mm-hmm. it's not like it, someone. Definitely not. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Like they, they go through so much training in school and stuff and like, but I mean, as a profession and people who know, apply science and passion to like achieve a goal or to, to heal something or do something. Yeah. You know, surgeons don't like retire and then like do surgery out of their garage. <laughs> no. so, like, yeah. But I feel like I've seen like, and no disrespect to anyone. I just like, I feel like some people are just like, yeah, I got a chainsaw. And there was it. just yeah. a storm, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and I, I was a logger for 40 years. It's always mm-hmm. 40 years. I don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> that's when the and body then, finally gives out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, like most people, they, they just don't know, you know, like the client won't know. They're just like, well, this, this guy is going to charge me $200 and you're going to charge me $500. Yeah. And I'm obviously going to go with this mm-hmm. guy because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Price wise, you know, you know, I, that's one of the things sometimes when you call for removals sometime and it's a very easy m- removal people I and mean, you, you know that you have a feeling that people have been taking bids sometime mm-hmm. i ask them i said have you been taking bids you know oh yeah how many oh you're the third which one is the cheapest and i ask them mm-hmm. i don't waste my time right yeah, that's smart. <laughs> or what's what is the cheapest oh <laughs> what does that you know, even mean i had you know, that's a great question, but I had people with a, f- a fifth of my price and I thought I was, I was scraping bottom and I was like, you know, I, it looks like they could use a little bit of a break. So what, how low can I go? Like the limbo, right? Dun, 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 dun. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden the guy, there was a, a fifth of my price. Yeah. There was another one, one time there was a big. Laurel hedge. Don't we love laurel hedges? Oh, oh who man. doesn't <laughs> love laurel hedges? <laughs> really? Like a hundred foot, hundred, <laughs> hundred and twenty foot laurel hedge, about twenty five feet tall, and she gave she gave me the specs for what needed to be done, and I look at it and I said, okay, so probably a crew of four, blah blah blah. I do my math and I said, you probably have two thousand dollars here. She said, oh my gosh. I said, what? <laughs> she yeah. said, my gardener can do it for two hundred. I said jump on it yeah. <laughs> have yeah. cookies have coffee make sure that he's pampered because if he does that for 200 don't let him go yeah. and sign him up for that a five-year contract yeah. <laughs> 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 if he does it well for 200 well that's right then. and yeah. that's I mean, the thing like, give him your right? watch man like yeah. it, it's so <laughs> apples and oranges it, it, even I mean, even yeah. on a removal yeah. you know you think oh it's the same thing yeah. and you're removing it mm-hmm. no man that that other person's gonna just rig out big sketchy pieces. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing. Hey, they might get away with it. Everything it might turn out right. Yeah. But you know what? It, it might not, and it might That's smash it. the little house yeah. under you. It, you know, That's someone might get hurt, and you might have an ambulance. At Are your they house. insured? <laughs> Are they you know bonded and insured? If yes, well, okay, yeah. fine. Yep. Yeah. If yeah. not, 
Da da da. That reminds me of an old joke. My uh, so my dad was a welder, right? And there's this joke where this really experienced welder with like 20 years of experience applies for this job, and the job says from $15 an hour to $60 an hour. Oh, let's let's say, yeah. Well, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. No, Corey, you gotta you gotta finish the joke. Okay. But the pressure's on, dude. The pressure's on, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So welder sees us add fifteen dollars an hour to like sixty dollars an hour, right? So he uh, the the weld the boss there wants him to do a test. So he does a couple welds to test, see, make sure he knows what he does, right? So he does two welds. One weld is just absolute shit. There's just like spatter everywhere, it just barely holds. He said, okay, that's a $15 an hour weld. And then there's one that's just completely immaculate. And he says, okay, that's the $60 an hour weld. And that's that's what you're kind of kind of going with here. You know? Mm. That's a it's great like, analogy. It's just like 100%. Yeah. Where where are you going to where are you going to go? But you can't weld and show them in advance. No, that's the tricky yeah. part. No, you know, yeah. a welder yeah. you could do that exactly. for us, you know. Yeah, there's a it's rope hot. at the base, you know, just like a perfect cord. <laughs> Not only that, but anybody can tell the difference between a good weld and a crappy weld. Mm-hmm. Most people yeah. don't know Make the finer weld. details of true <laughs> yeah, work. That is so true. Yeah, you know, they don't, they don't understand what code it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they might actually think hacking the tree is the good wor- oh, weld. Well, you know? people really <laughs> yeah. do so long as you do make sure you have paint with diesel in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the diesel's the kicker. Yeah, diesel, yeah. diesel is the key. Yes. All right. Well, uh, I know Albie's got to go, so we're going to be respectful yeah, of your time. My daughter but was cooking tonight, so I'm going <gasps> nice. to honor. Oh. Tell, awesome. tell Becky and Orange Raven we chicken. say hi. Well, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to have you on again when I we can get you back. for the whole show. We're going to make an Albie show. Yeah. yeah, where it's just yeah. the story of Albie. The, yeah, we'll call it "Coming to America 3. Wait, what are the first two? Coming to America and Coming to America Two. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You remember those movies? <laughs> yeah, well, I totally do. Well, coming, the, to Amer- two, com- coming to America just came out. Right? Just came out, yeah. But I didn't yeah. know about that. I didn't oh, know yeah. about that. Look it up. Yeah. Coming know, to America. I know stuff about movies. It's a great. It's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Albie. thank, thank you, you so Albie. much. Nice we'll we'll pleasure. talk to you later, buddy. You legend. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Oh, that's no, exactly no. what we needed for the <laughs> big show. Yeah. From here, it's going downhill, guys. I'm sorry. Oh man, <laughs> it's gonna go off the rails. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll give Dan a call and see what Dan has to add, and I see know. if he can't see keep this train on the tracks. Me. Bye, Albie. Thanks. We'll see you, buddy. Love you too. What a good guy. What a great dude. Man. Corey's looking at me like I got another Dan Krause. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm just waiting for that. Well, you, you got to sing the Dan Krause theme. <laughs> Corey, why don't you sing it this time? Oh, oh Krause. <laughs> I forgot the rest of it. In I the j- middle of a tree. Thank you. Our Krause. <laughs> so stupid. It is so stupid. Sorry, Dan. It is so stupid. I hope he listens to these and he just curses you out. That that's our show though, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I'm here. <laughs> the podcast regrets my presence. We uh have just been hanging out talking about bidding and yeah, thought we we'd call you up and get your perspectives. Great. What a good subject. I wish I'd heard what you guys were talking about. You know, so far we were uh we had do you know Albie Toomson? I don't think so. He's been a bidder at Sperry for, what, 22 years? Yeah, over 20 years. Over 20 years. And so, you know, he's just got a wealth of knowledge and experience on the subject. And we were really getting into how bidding 
you know, how it really gets into the kind of integrity of what we do. You know, sometimes the difference between company that, you know, is just removing trees and kind of doing more hack work. Uh, you know, sometimes that difference is the bidder, you, you know, more than the guy in the field. And and so how how bidding really is a way to kind of up the game of the industry and, you know, just all down all those tangents and telling stories. I guess maybe that's a good uh-huh. place to start. Do you got any good stories about bids you've been on? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What just popped into my mind once I did a bid for a fellow and, uh, you know, different cultures do different things. And so I gave him my bid with uh, price on it, and he was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then it was like a moment of silence, and then he wrote down a different number, like a short number, and he, like, slowly passed it to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I was so tempted to write down, like, a higher number, and I slowly passed it back to him, you know? Oh man, that's oh great. God, that's, that's funny. funny. That is hilarious. I've never heard of that happening. That's awesome. <laughs> just write it down and pass it back. Just don't even say it. Right. <laughs> it's like you're in a, a little market in some busy city in Central America or something negotiating over yeah. the price of an off market pocket knife. You know? <laughs> oh man, that, that reminds me of a, a story I would. There was a big job. It was actually an interesting job because it's about, oh gosh, like five or six cottonwoods that are, you know, fairly large trees. But the bid was to fall them into a lake and then winch them across the lake and chip them up. And we did. We did. We actually got the job and we did it. There was Oh, there were a lot of beavers around there. There was a lot of beavers watching. You know, they probably would have done it for free. Maybe not the chip. Uh, This was this was Mr. Chow. (laughs) Mr. Chow. So he's he's a friend of mine and and he's a jokester. And I I wrote the bid up. I think it was like eighteen thousand five hundred dollars. It was a big job. Huge amount of work. But um I wrote the bid up and sent it to him, emailed it to him, and he he called me right up, and he's like, Rob, there's been this big uh, misunderstanding. I, I'm not trying to buy your company. I just want you to cut my trees down. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, no, that's, that's for cutting the trees down. Yeah. <laughs> he has to winch multiple trees across the lake. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun one. Whatever guy that's secretly 17 beavers in a trench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were in a rowboat going going out to choke them off and everything. It was really cool. Did you actually end up doing the work? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. For that for that bid? Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang. It, it was a great job. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it's an interesting subject, man. It. You know, when we were getting ready to do the episode, I was a little worried, like, all right, you know, bidding, you know, it's not really the high excitement topic, you know, we'll see where it goes. But so far, we've we've been building dams, been going over negotiation, <laughs> talking about ethics within the industry. <laughs> it's a great topic. It, well, is, it is a serious thing, though. I mean, that is where the money is made. That is where safety is. That's where everything is, is oh, where yeah. that bidding is, you know. Yeah. You know, you just think of a one to a four and all of a sudden, you know, guys have more time. I, I worked for different companies where I wasn't a bidder and 
it just makes it's a safety thing. If 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 they underbid it, and all of a sudden you're rushed, and everybody's flushed, everybody's you know running around with their heads off their head trying to get this job done just because the uh, the guy who bid it didn't put enough money on it. Mm. You know, it's a help. It's a the safety thing. Yeah, that's one of the things I had yeah. in the notes, but we hadn't touched on. You know, and just yeah. it you kind of set the tone, the mentality of the job. If you know you're making money, everyone's in a good yeah. mood. They're doing right. it right. They're taking their time. They're doing it right. They're figuring things out. How do we best do this? Yeah. And, and you you put enough time on it where people can do that. It, it makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. And, and quality of work, too, you know? Yeah. It's like I have enough time to really detail this tree out. Yeah. I can almost yeah. always tell when a job is under bed. Yeah. <laughs> like working for the, the various people I do. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> if I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, look, I found a worm, or like, that that uh, <laughs> that log looks like it has boobs, and they're not laughing. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're losing money right oh, now, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like a, normally we have time for your jokes, but just, <laughs> right like, now, shut the fuck up, Snowdale. <laughs> yeah. Move that brush. <laughs> Get those boobs moving. <laughs> Put those boobs in the chipper. <laughs> yeah, it's so obvious though, and I, you know, I feel for him, and it's like, you know, what do you do when you you uh, agree to pay someone a, a rate? And they're used to that uh-huh. rate, and then you underbid something, and they're still making that rate. And then, you know, at what point? I'm curious because I don't know that much about the the bidding, the wonderful world of bidding. Um, it's like, at what point do you actually lose money on a job? Like, where is that? Where is that tipping point? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, where you're just paying wages. Well, kind of just paying wages is losing. Some people could think, well, I paid wages, but you know, your company has so many expenses. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. the company expenses are just rolling along with whatever. So you kind of lost money. Mm. But yeah. yeah Every day operating, you need to bring in a certain amount of money. So well, you got it. Changes. It changes throughout the month, it seems like. It seems like, like uh, some of my friends that have smaller companies, um, I was asking them about just kind of how they do their finances. And they were saying, hey, you know, Basically, the way that I look at it is I have to make a certain amount of money in the month. And then after I make that much, the rest is profit, mm-hmm. you know, is the way that they look at it because they know how much money it costs for them to operate that month because it's really simple. There's only so many expenses. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. and for me, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> if it was that simple, man. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah. But it, it's still, I think, similar to where. I, after a certain threshold, you become way more profitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so you know, once you once your month, it you know, once you pay your expenses, then you're making profit. So, it for me, it's not necessarily looking at it from like a a job to job perspective. It's I more see. a month to month perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. But it all depends on how far you want to break it down, because you can break you know a month into 30 days and then each one of those days you know uh, well, you, you can divide into 
divide it up and know, hey, if I make this much, this much, this much. Then you just have to look at it from a yearly perspective. <laughs> oh, or, or a 10-year perspective. Or yeah. an entire career, you know? She just, or an entire career. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm five cents behind today, so. Yeah. Well, Damn some it. people break it down to the yeah. minute. But oh, you, yeah. could make, you could make, uh, you know, $1,000 an hour. But if you only do one job and you have a certain amount of expenses in that month, then you're going to be losing in that month. Yeah. Is the way yeah. a lot of people would look at it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard, I don't think I've heard the words $1,000 an hour in that order. In my whole <laughs> uh, you don't know very many doctors yeah. or lawyers. I know. Well, yeah. Apparently not. Jeez. Well, and you ever make $1,000 an hour, Dan? Uh, no, uh, I remember when I made a thousand dollars a day and I thought, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. If I could just. That is amazing. Yeah. What were you, uh, what were you up to then? (laughs) (laughs) I was, yeah, well, the first time I made a thousand a day was for teaching, uh, a day long Mm. class, but it actually, um, takes more than that. You know, you got to prep beforehand so mm. yeah you get the trees ready and stuff like that so it turns into three days yeah but it's still good money yeah i think there might have been one job that we made a thousand bucks an hour per person and that was wow. yeah it was it was crazy man you ripped it was, them off didn't you no, no, <laughs> i'll tell you the story i'll tell you the story <laughs> we got uh we got That's called out they were they were building uh they're building this new like science building on franklin there oh yeah Yeah. you know and on the mill race in eugene there's this Mm -hmm. big walnut tree behind it and the the you know general contractor on this massive billion dollar project or whatever was like you know i've already had like six or eight people come look at this tree when I tell him we need to do a drug test and we're doing bully and you have to have a certain amount of insurance, he's like, none of them will do it. None of them have like the credentials or are willing to yeah. to do this job. So you're my last hope. I have to have it done like real soon. And basically, <laughs> I'm just telling you, you're going to have to have your crew get drug tested. We have to have them all sit down for a safety meeting for like an hour before the job. So basically, I'm I'm telling you, just bid it like really high, like as high as you want, you know. And I'm uh, like, sweet, right on, I can do that. It's you nice know? when they tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no problem. That's that's totally cool. And then after he said that, he said, and then double it. Oh. And I was like, my wow. God, I can definitely yeah. do that. Holy <laughs> you know? Rob's like, all right, you're gonna need to give me <laughs> oh. a month, and it'll be a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> Everybody wants a Tesla. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I was like, man, fourteen man crew for this. Once in a lifetime experience. You know? wow. like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. I've never been talked up and then up and then doubled. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's where you wake up from a dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's when Rob yeah. Rob slides them a note and they slide him a note back <laughs> twice the price. <laughs> that's pretty much exactly. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> the note has like lipstick and perfume 
I've had, I've had that happen when I was an employee before, and the boss come to me, okay, we got this job where everybody's got to get drug tested. Raise your hand. Who's going on this job, right? Damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, is there anyone in this town that doesn't smoke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only yeah. in Eugene. Only yeah, in Eugene. welcome to Eugene. Can please pass a drug test? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you anything you want. <laughs> yeah. So how is- I've been raising my prices. That's been my goal, actually, lately, is... Uh, I've been given the word from the office that the prices are too low, that we need to raise them up a little bit, so... That's been my challenge is trying to trying to increase. You know, I'm used to a certain amount, and then to be honest with people and look them in the eye and say, you know, this is how much it's going to cost. You and, know, there have to be an increase. You know, and when you've been working for them for you know twenty, thirty years, those and, are the and, worst. Those are the hardest. And they you look at get their a, history. They, yeah. You look at the apple yeah. that you've been pruning for 20 years and you look at what it's yeah. cost them in the past and you're like, what is going on? There's, yeah, you know, th- this is crazy for, for something we used to do for a couple hundred dollars is now a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. work is expensive. It, it is. Yeah. It is. I, I get that same thing from the office, AKA my wife saying, Hey, you need to raise your price. And the thing about it is, I think when, when I'm going on the bid, you know, I'm looking at it through, through my mind of like, oh, I can do that. No problem. I'll just set the line there. I'll lower this out here and boom, we'll be done. You know? And she's oh, like, exactly. exactly yeah. goes through my head. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like, <laughs> no, don't look at it like that. Think about, you know, yeah. the skill you're using, you know, you're, it, right. they're not just paying for you to lower that down and get it down, but they're paying for the skill of you know, 22 years of experience that will ensure that you're not going to smash the little ornamental tree underneath it or, you know, whatever, whatever you're bringing to the table, you know, and I, I, but I'm like, yeah, kind of same as you, you know, it's like, oh, but that's my friend I'm talking to. How am I going to up the price on them? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's tough. You got so many dimensions. Yeah. I, I look at stuff and I think of how I would do it. And I, and I don't know if it's a competitor in me or what, but I, it's kind of like I try to give them the best deal, kind of like everything going perfectly and everything magically happening just right and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got to get yeah. away from that. Just think, you know, there's going to be a car in the way and, you know, things aren't going to go just perfectly. Or it might not be you doing the work. Yeah. And it's not yeah. me doing the work, yeah. And, yeah. Or, you know, they might have the same vision, or maybe what I'm thinking isn't going to work. Or, so it's personnel too. You got to have good guys. Well, you've got you've got this perspective of how you're going to do it. Doesn't mean that some other person is going to have a different perspective yeah. of how they would do it, which might take quite a bit longer. You know, right. or yeah. maybe be, go quicker. There's so many variables. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. It's, it's a hard. It's a hard one. That's uh you know, like I, I, I know uh, my dad tells me about going to seminars where they say raise your price like 5 or $10 an hour. And I'm, I'm just not that precise. I have such a fluctuation in mm-hmm. how much I make compared to just pruning to a removal. and be like, well, the company kind of cleared $500 today, but it cleared 1500 tomorrow. It's just like such a huge fluctuation. Well, that's one of the interesting things about tree work because 
one job, you might be doing this little ornamental pruning that has zero impact on your body, you know, and it's, it's a nice day and it's kind of fun. And then the next day you might be doing some crazy cottonwood removal. that's just driving you crazy. You know, it's got you stressed out mentally and physically you're moving these huge chunks of wood and make the same amount per hour. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't have a across the board per hour, you know, D- different jobs are different that way. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one. It's, well, it's okay to charge, you know, what we charge for certain things, but it's hard to charge that same amount when you go for Mrs. Jones's nice ornamentals and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's easy to justify it. If you say, Hey, you know, I'm using all these skills and stuff to not smash your shed, but yeah. you know, pruning a small ornamental, I'm going to make, you know, the same cuts that a lot of a lot of folks would but it's not the same cuts no it's, i mean it's true. It's true. you know when you're looking at yeah. hundreds of potential different cuts everybody's going to do it different so you're bringing an, an artistic flavor to it it's true that is uniquely yeah. your own it's it's still hard to sell though because it is it's, it's just yeah you gotta sell that you gotta be the pro on yeah. that too yeah a couple different you know ways to be the pro it can be a pro removal and then the pro just like a cisco pro you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that that's real uh, a lot of times what Lacey will tell me is that i just need to up my you know put in like a 10 15 percent oh shit factor on there just you know if the yeah. truck trucks are going to break down you know you're going to run out of gas and then have to go get gas part way through a job or you know just the random things they're not going to happen on every job but you're going to add that 10% to every job. And then when it hits, it'll all be covered by that. Oh shit factor. <laughs> yeah, that's a but, good one. but that's yeah. a hard one to tell the client, yeah. you know, Oh, that's my Oh shit factor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's just my Oh shit factor. <laughs> you're, you're actually helping to pay for the, my truck breaking down three jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. When I smash the next person's bush, it'll be covered. <laughs> Thanks for the new roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I've been trying to do is be consistent with the numbers because of um, like what you were saying, Dan, about the crew giving feedback that, you know, the prices shouldn't come up some. There's a lot of different reasons why they might be lower because of what we've covered. You know, they might be a longstanding client that you've done the same job for over and over again. A million mm-hmm. factors. I've been really trying to dial in estimating how many people it's going to take how long coming up with the figure and if i want to bring it down and want to reduce the price from there then i'll put a discount in and i'll just be like 10 percent off or 15 percent off for an old friend or old client discount you know and basically just try and keep the numbers consistent because then the people that are scheduling the work aren't going to be sending you know people to way too much work in a day yeah. Oh, so, that's brilliant. No, that's brilliant because that gives a heads up. Yeah. yeah. And, then it's basically I every time I look at something, I just think of how many people it's going to take, how long, and that's the number I come up with, and I don't mess with that other than giving a discount down, and then the office knows how many people it's going to take, how long. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, as that, long as I go with the right number. Right? Yeah, it's about yeah. getting the number right, but that's, that's funny. True. That's how I do bids a lot yeah. also. And because I also, when I'm taking the notes, I don't want to put dollar figures where the client can read it because a lot of times I'll play with it and change it, you know? Yeah. And so so what instead I put the time. Like I think it'll take, you know, two hours. 
or so I'll put the time on the for each bit because if a client sees one price and then they get another price later, they're going to wonder what's going on. But if they just see the hours and then you do the, you know, you bring it back to your computer, you type up the bid and then you put, you transfer those hours into time, then you can play with that number a little bit on, you know, if it's a client you want to work with or, you know, if, if they get the asshole tax or (laughs) the dog shit tax, the dog shit tax. Yeah. You know, so you gotta, you gotta be able to kind of do that sliding scale a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My wife always razzes me. I have I have two um, two metrics for what I how I charge jobs. There's my normal rate, and then there's the little old lady rate. And the little old lady rate is always like we're just barely making money because I just I have a soft spot for the little ladies. I can't I can't charge I'm, them. I'm a sucker like for old ladies. I just go. Don't remind me of my mom. You know they're definitely getting it. Exactly. Yeah. I just Man. I can't. Yeah, this is a thousand dollar removal, but I'll do it for five hundred. I don't know. <laughs> what about veterans? Do you get veteran discounts? Yeah. Well, it's it's hard. Only to, if they're it's ladies. Harder, yeah. yeah. Are they little old lady <laughs> veterans? <laughs> it's hard to tell. It's harder to tell a veteran versus oh, little. Old if it's if it's uh, Rosie the Riveter, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but she gets so much. But she has to be from World War Two. So yeah. really Corey, I bet you get so much lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Or or um. Cupcakes? What are, what are they? Cupcakes and those, uh, what are those caramels? The Oh, Werther's Originals. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, those well, are underrated. They're do not it just for the Werther's. Yeah. <laughs> I did it for the They come out with hot cookies. <laughs> oh, nothing like a hot cookie. Oh, man. <laughs> nothing like a Werther's Original. Oh, yeah. Or just being appreciated for what we do. Ah, uh, yeah. that too. Yeah. That's probably yeah. a lot of why yeah. that is. Saying thank it. you and wow, good job. Yeah. Man. That oh feels God. good. Well, well, do you got anything else for us, Dan? Just that, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to listening to this podcast because I, like I say, I'm working on those bits, you know? Nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. Uh, a little art, a little science, you know, bidding is, uh, it's an interesting one to try to figure out. It's one of those things you work on for your whole life, I think. I think so. Yeah. And I'm working on if I want to sell higher, I figure I need to be, I need to pick up my game more. So I'm trying to read three books every morning. So just to keep it fresh because my memory's so bad and whatnot, you know, I want to be able to ID everything. I want to just be able to talk, you know, to talk and, you know, impress them when I'm doing the bid too. So I'm trying to do my part yep. in that. That's one of the things we touched yeah. on earlier in the podcast. I won't spoil it for you, so you can listen to it later. <laughs> but uh, Al, Al B really got into that a little bit about the value of uh, kind of upping your education and how that can make you a better bidder. Yeah. Some yeah. people will be yeah, really like- impressed if you're like, well, you have co-dominant stems here, so I will do a subordination cut on one of the leads so that the lateral can uh-huh. assume apical dominance. And they'll just be like, you're higher. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Done. And even the ground cover, you know, I'm used to just like, okay, shrubs, right? Be looking out for the shrubs. But, you know, if you can ID them and be like, we yeah. won't crush your whole forest here. It's going to be okay. Yeah, that goes a long way for yeah. sure. None of you bastards yeah. better touch my hostas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've actually heard that before. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. It was a yeah. huge compliment. 
<laughs> right on. Well, uh, right on, guys. Thanks for calling me. Yeah, yeah. thanks for joining us again. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Have a great night, Dan. Okay, talk to you later. Night, you Dan. Too. Bye. Bye. You're the Dan, Bye. man. <laughs> nice. Sorry. And, and, no. and those are the joke. That's those are the response. I got, the I got one a week, and they get worse every week. And now you know he listens to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Oops. He's just like, <laughs> who, who knew? You, this whole time we thought we were just telling jokes to our mom. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think my mom listens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think mine does either. And my mom. Has been in the tree game for 30 years, and I'm sure she doesn't listen to it. Jamie put that post of uh, Corey promoting, I think for our last one, you were talking about spricing the throwball line. Spricing the throwball line. Yeah. And so we we put the splice throwball line on on, uh, Facebook and Instagram, and, you know, trying to get the word out about the podcast. So I went and shared it on Facebook. some uh, tree care tips and tricks websites. And man, some of those people came hard at Corey. Oh my God. Really? Oh, oh just yeah. like waste of time. If I was your boss, you'd be fired. Waste, you know, taking pictures of these things. And oh. so what did I do? I had to show Corey. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. My, the point in me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Read the comments, buddy. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So I, I, I spent way too much time on these Facebook groups, just like perusing past posts and everything. And one of the things that we kind of touched on earlier is, you know, love what you do and be good at it and, um, you know, be passionate about it. And the one like recurring theme I saw was that these people are just miserable, fucking hating what they're doing. Like, it's just like, well, I just do it because, you know, the client has me out and they're paying me this much money and I just do it. I don't, you know, think about it. So they think that you're sitting there splicing your throw line at, on the job side. No, 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 no. They, so, so Corey got went down the rabbit hole I, I and started went, reading I, other. I, I went down. Oh, posts yeah, okay, and, sorry. The plot thickens. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah the plot thickens. It, it, it was well past just the, the splicing, <laughs> splicing. Keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Bingo. Yeah. Rob's got it. Yeah. Rob's got it. But yeah, no, it's, it's where me. I'm just posted and don't even read the comments. Post it, post it and just go on to the next thing. Drop it and leave it. Our job, if you love it. It's the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, it would be the worst job. It is hard work. Yeah. You go home tired. You know, you're you're writing that, you know, you're right in the middle of the argument of two neighbors because the trees, I mean, there's a lot yeah. you got to deal with. If you don't like it, man, I, I get, find something else I to get, do. Yeah, this get, is nothing, nothing compared to what it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I get you that. Know? Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing. A lot of them are sticking to these old school <clears throat> techniques that are just fucking miserable and horrible for your bodies and they just keep like this is all i know this is the best way to climb i just keep spurring these trees because <laughs> if you fucking hate what you do that much like yeah. it's not that hard yeah find another job but you know what yeah i was pretty stoked about will Orr was standing up for Corey oh, on there oh, on the pricing that yeah or nice. will's like i don't know about you but i like that show like you know yeah. he's like this makes oh, a lot yeah. of sense to me yeah, I, I so so people brought up some good points. You know, they don't like sending a loop through the tree because it can catch stuff. I've never had it happen. 
It could happen, though. I mean, I'm not saying it yeah. can't happen. Right. That's a legitimate concern. Like, yeah. I just yeah. pull on it until it breaks and tie a new knot. Well, there not, if, yeah. not if you have Dynaglide. It's a thousand pound breaking string. Dynaglide. Yeah. Rob still pulls it till it breaks. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't stop Rob. <laughs> Let's hook it up to the winch. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, winch won't work. Go get Rob. <laughs> winch it across the river. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's cool to learn more and to understand, like, it's just a matter of, like, educating yourself for fun. Yeah. You know, that's the way that I look at things, like splicing throw line. It's like, it's mm-hmm. just an awesome thing. It's like you're making a superior thing. It's not going to, like, 90% of the time it breaks the knot. Mm-hmm. It's not going to break the knot. Yeah. Well, and you know? you know what? The other thing about that is there was a lot of people that had really cool, legitimate posts, given thoughts, people that had done it before. Mm-hmm. There is there a, a point where the... Uh, uh, Tree Care LA. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what's Nick. his name? Net. Yeah, Nick and yeah. Uh, Kevin Bingham are going back and forth on there. So there is top level arborists on there discussing it. Also, yeah. it's just haters uh, start hating. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. Go on, haters. Yeah. Just <laughs> hey, uh, man, it's it's fine. I mean, if you hate your job that much, I mean, you're you're inflicting way more yeah. misery on yourself than you're inflicting on me. Well, I'll tell you He's what. Smiling and, as he says this. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing about it is, and that's how it goes. But it's. Uh, just like reeling it back into the bidding aspect. Oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so I was just on a bid the other day for Tom Moffat. Oh nice, yeah. how's Tom I doing? Oh yeah, doing doing great. You know, Tom's doing great. He's he's just uh, he got a new uh, cat skid steer that he's been playing with on his yeah. property, and and you know him, he's a so cool, cool guy. Oh man, yeah. shout out to Tom Moffat. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the chances are he's not listening to this. Probably not. But I pretty much grew up at Tom Moffat's house. <laughs> oh, we were we were talking stories. Big oh time. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, um, I was out at Tom Moffat's house taking a look at his, at his <laughs> fir trees. Uh, he's got a whole stand of trees, and they're dying. I mean, it it sucks, you know, because the drought kind of comes in, and the trees get stressed, and the bark beetles come in and and do their thing. And he's saying, what should I do? You know, and I'm like, man, I'm not sure. You know, that's a good question, Tom. And so I, I, you know, been putting some thought into it. And it's just a big picture question that any arborist in the Willamette Valley, especially the southern end of the Willamette Valley, is probably thinking about these days if you're aware of your surroundings. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I'm thinking, gosh, you know, I want to figure this out. I want to be able to tell Tom what the best, thing is to remove the dead trees on the ground or to and you know remove the standing dead to get the bark beetles out as much as possible or i mean we all know that the standing and down dead trees are part of a healthy forest <laughs> you know yeah. i don't really want to recommend that he just take them out you just or did re- a whole podcast on it yeah or remove the <laughs> yeah exactly so uh since then i i found this uh you know, there's a pheromone that the uh, that the beetles release um, that that basically says like uh, no vacancy. You know that this is all occupied. Okay. And um, MCH bubble caps. <laughs> Are you familiar sounds with them? Like a, sounds like a vape flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah. Well, that that's what I mean. I I just purchased a bunch of them. We're basically going to be applying, I, I don't know, I have to call Tom and, and tell him that I yeah. you know, found a potential solution that doesn't involve 
removing all the down dead and everything. Is it pretty chemi or is it? No, like, it's a pheromone. It's just a, and then do you set up like one of those? From what tents? I understand, I, I don't know a lot about it. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to claim <laughs> to right. be an expert in any way. Uh, well, but you, I do you, know you're that the it's. expert now, Rob. So it, <laughs> you, you brought it up, man. <laughs> I do know that it's a pheromone that is naturally released by the Beatles that basically says no occupancy or no vacancy okay. where, you know, there's. They're, we're all filled up here, so don't. You can move on to another part of the forest and try and find some somewhere else. Oh, I see. That's clever. And ba- so it's not like it's a trap that's killing the mm-hmm. beetles, or like I don't believe. I think it's organic, but I'm not positive. Can you drink it? I think that is. <laughs> it's advised. I did see that it was advised that you shouldn't breathe it. Oh, <laughs> so, can you vape so, it? Can you? Vape <laughs> <laughs> It's um, called bubble caps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's got to be good. It just kind of sounds like some. Honestly, I just um, kind of found out about it a couple days ago, okay. and I was and the trees are dying at my house too. I've got like fifty big fir trees in my house, and I can see the dust from the you know bark beetles, and I'm right. and I'm taking them down one at a time, and I'm like, oh my god, all these trees are going to die. What am I going to do? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I need to get a plan. So I'm going to put these put this up. I think at my house. I, Probably going to fer- fertilize the trees, make sure that they don't get drought stress this summer, mm. and see what happens. You know, maybe it'll give them a break from the bark beetles, give them some nutrients, plenty of water, and they might just take off and do great. Man, I think you're onto something. I don't know. Yeah. It might happen. I we'll, hope it works we'll see. Out. You're doing something. That's yeah. better yeah. than a lot of people. Most people are just waiting for him to die. So. And or, figuring out how to answer Tom's question of exactly. what are my options here with my forest. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. it's... It sucks to not be able to give somebody an answer, an option for mm-hmm. problems that they have. But it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, you know, like if Tom had been not Tom, right? You could have probably just been like, yeah, well, if oh, you, want yeah, them, they all need you, to go. you want him to be removed, we can yeah. do that and it'll cost you X, Y, and Z. But like yep. knowing him, he wants to he wants to preserve them. So Oh, yeah. So yeah. now you're willing to dig around and try to find totally. solutions. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah that's and awesome. I hope it works. I yeah, mean, that, I that's do what too. it boils down to is I hope that it's an effective yeah, means of know. deterring the bark beetles because they are ravaging the furs around here. Yeah, they really are. So well, and this goes into it's not just about being educated going into the bid, but it's about willing to educate your continue to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when these problems come up, if you want to, you know, have that kind of that next level service for your clients. Definitely. Yeah. And that's a big part of it. You know, like I told Tom when I was there, I was like, you know, I'm not sure what I want to recommend. I was like, I want to talk to my wife and talk to Than and, you know, yourselves and and put it out there a little bit because it's a big decision for him, you know, and, and for lots of people. Yeah, it's a hot topic. So it's worth doing the research. And that's MCH bubble caps. Yeah. That's the name of it. Okay. I'm making a note of that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's there, there's a lot of nice furs around. And <laughs> We're all going to be like ten thirty at night on our on our phone, <laughs> <laughs> texting each other about <laughs> well, I mean, about it, beetle pheromones. <laughs> they cost like a couple bucks for each application, and you put them on. I think each tree, or you can put them more spread out, but a couple bucks to save a big tree. It's oh, that's so a no-brainer. Effective. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's <laughs> truly. <laughs> but you're saving a tree, and it could fall on your house at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, 
I don't it's know. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. What oh, goes man. up must come down. Exactly. It's <laughs> gravity. It's a law. <laughs> Anybody have any other thoughts we want to go over on this? It seems like we've uh, picked this bone pretty clean. Yeah, I, I feel like it was it was really nice, uh, and you know, hanging out with Albie, and and it's always fun talking to Dan. He's always. such a great guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dan's the man. Wonderful, wonderful evening. Yeah, I I could that not. That wasn't a pun. That wasn't a pun. <laughs> I know. I, I wasn't. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> clearly not. Everybody says that. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to try a new segment, Corey's Puns. All right, what do you got for us, Corey? <laughs> yeah, Corey. Yeah. Uh, uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. That's always. Always a banger. Always. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Shall we, shall we final thoughts it? Yeah, I was thinking about Corey. tips and tricks, but I don't. I think this whole episode has been kind of ticks and, uh, ticks and trips. <laughs> ticks. No, I, can give, I can give a, a tip. All right. Uh, show up on time. Yeah, show up <laughs> on time. Okay, Don't be late. and and it might seem basic, but always have something uh, professional to write with. Yeah. Ah. you know, what I mean, show up clean, show up ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's okay if you've been working and you have to go after work and you're not like you know hair combed and whatnot. But you can take a second to kind of neaten yourself up and just pre- make yourself yeah. as presentable as possible. I, I make a point to show up like on the dot. I knock on the door at nine o'clock on the dot if that's when my appointment is. That's a good one. And I would say like five to ten percent of people are like, "You're on time." Damn. Like, damn, dude. Like, this is like actually exactly on time. That's awesome. I've and noticed the a, same thing. I'll sit in front of the house impression. for five minutes, yeah. waiting to be exactly. I don't show on up time. early. I don't show up late. I show up exactly when I say I was going to show up. I actually do have a yeah. tip. Which I didn't think I would. Tip. A tip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said it like that. I actually have a tip. Um, but it's, uh, you know, because of the our current cultural narrative and the situation that we are in as a collective species, um, if you're doing a bid or just showing up to a job site and checking in with the client, wear a face mask. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just It just shows them that you are cognizant of said situation and you care about them and i think most people really appreciate it anyone that like would not normally be wearing one is just like whatever you're just gonna wear one but people that would are really really stoked that you have that consideration and it's a a respect thing exactly because you know you might be fine without it Mm -hmm. you know and you might be comfortable and you know what? That's all right. I'm I'm not even going to have that debate right now. We don't need to. Because no. yeah, because it's just like a courtesy thing. It's just it, like it, uh, you know, just in case you have a thing yeah, about this. You don't know if yeah. if they have an elderly person in the house that they take care of. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you know there's someone high risk in their family, and you know worst case scenario they're going to look at you and be like, you don't need to wear that thing. Best case scenario, that person's going to just be like, oh man, yeah. This is awesome. It's, this person is thinking about yeah. other people other than himself. The way the way I always liken it to is I always take my shoes off when I go into other people's houses. Like it's just how I was raised. Like you just be polite. Like this is not yeah. your home. Yeah. You take your shoes off cuz you don't want your muddy mitts going all over the place. Like just well, I used to think that until Andrew got the robot vacuum and oh, then I didn't right. feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I might have told you that it 
I've, I've told a few people that when they're like, do you need me to take the shoes off? And I'm like, oh, don't worry. You we have a robot that cleans that up shoes. after us. To, to, be fair, when I come over, to be fair, when I come over to Andrew's house, I deliberately leave my shoes off. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's a totally yeah, different yeah. thing. Because he has a robot yeah, exactly. that cleans up the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Corey just comes ro- ro- in and spits on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Ro- robot or no, just because it's yeah. Andrew's house. Yeah, no, Corey will probably start taking them off now that he knows a robot has to clean up after him. <laughs> I have no, I want no part of this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, showing up presentable, showing up respectful, yep. showing up on time. And and yeah. I think those are all good things. And don't lie. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't pretend if you can't answer what? a question, don't that, just that's like half ass it. A friend of mine called me the other day and he was like, Man, I've been in Salem and there there's trees down everywhere and it's crazy storm work. He was like, I don't know how to bid it. You know, he's like, I hear about people making all kinds of money, you know, and, and bringing it in hand over fist. How do I bid this? Like, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm like, I'll tell you what, man. The only advice that I have is whatever you put on the contract is going to be what you do. Don't lie. Don't yep. don't put something on there that's different in any way, shape, or form from what you're going to be doing because... When you're doing the stormwork cleanup, you got insurance companies and you've got the insurance adjusters and, mm-hmm. you know, they they look into all this stuff, you know, and, and it'll come back to you, you know, if you if you lie or if you if what was, you know, you say, oh, this much of the job was done here and that much was there and you try and fudge it this way or that way. No, that's not not the way to do it. Yeah. Just whatever you put on that contract needs to be what you're doing. And in terms of the price, that's up to you. You know, yeah. <laughs> that well, was my advice. And, <laughs> you know, this might be going back into discussion more than a tip and a trick, but I think it's worth bringing up is don't get in over your head. Mm-hmm. And it kind of yeah. along the lines yeah. of don't lie is if you see something that is something that you don't feel like you or your company can handle, just don't do it. Yeah. Nope. You know, recommend it to somebody that, you know, can do it because you know what looks worse than saying I can't do it? smashing someone's house and proving that you can't yeah. do it yep. you know or like removing a tree that's way bigger than you thought it was on the ground and then having a bunch of material and you don't have a chipper and then <laughs> you have to all, all that went off and then you end up or you yeah. leave the brush pile in the yard and, yep. and it yeah. kills the grass yeah. and the client's yeah. piss i mean just just try and be as straightforward honest outright as possible yeah, just the willingness to say, I can't do it. And I've, I've done that before. I remember uh, Lacey's mom down in Southern Oregon had this big pine tree, you know, and she's like, hey, can you remove it? And, like, I could remove it, but I don't have a chip truck. I don't want to have Lacey and her mom hauling brush while I'm up this big 150-foot pine tree, you know, and I was over in Grants Pass, Oregon, you know, so I just called some friends there and were like, hey, who do you know? And they actually set me up with uh, August Huneke. Huh? And so, you know, they gave me his number. So I just called up August and was like, hey, man, this is the situation I got. I'm a tree climber up in Eugene. I don't want to drive a truck and everything down to Grants Pass. Uh, can you check out this tree for my mother-in-law? And he took care of it. He did an awesome job. He made a, a zipline video while he was there and nice. sent her a link to it. And she was super stoked on it. You know, and so instead of me getting in over my head, you know, doing this crazy stuff, instead I got to, you know, talk to a a cool tree guy and, you know, got a story out of it, you know. So 
Don't get in over your head. Wait a minute. So you're you were helping another tree climber, another arborist, like a community almost. Yeah, wow. building community. Wow. Oh my goodness, it just keeps coming back. All right, Rob, what's your final thoughts? It was it was great to talk to Dan and Albie, and I just enjoyed the show. You know, and, and every day I'm like, God, do I have enough time to do this? And every time I come, I'm like, hell yeah, make time to make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts are kind of in the same vein. I'm like, I have never, I have very, very limited personal experience bidding, but um, so I'm like, what am I even going to talk about? But I had a lot of, questions that have been answered just sitting here and um more insight than i thought and i'm always happy to be here and looking forward to um using this in the future as a template for if and when i do my own bids so thanks everyone i mean talking about this episode before because we were actually supposed to do this episode last week and then you know just didn't happen that way but talking about this episode you know uh um, it's hard to get excited about bidding, but from the second I heard that um, that, that was going to be the topic, I was stoked because it's just so <sighs> integral to everything we do. It's the first, kind of like one of the first steps that you take before you actually do the tree work. You can't do tree work without bidding. It's just so integral, and there's so many intersections with, uh, you know, interacting with uh, the clients and educating the clients and, you know, trying to come up with a good price and uh, being aware of what what you bring to the table and what you can do and what's realistic. It's just so nuanced and so uh, complex that I, I, I just knew it was going to be a great topic, and I'm, I'm glad we, we dove into it a little bit today. And I'm looking forward to talking about it more in the future too. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're the bidder, you're steering the ship. You're, you're setting the tone for everything. You know, like Dan was saying, from a safety perspective, you know, if you're, if you're doing a good bid – the whole crew is going to be more relaxed and going to be in a much safer mindset. You know, you're steering the ship from the point of view where if you're educating the client, you're setting the tone as far as your company, as far as you're an educated uh, group of arborists that is willing to try to make your community better and share knowledge. And, you know, so in so many ways, I mean, you, I could stop there, but in just across the board, you're just setting the standard for your company by being a good bidder. And so uh, take the time to really refine that art and become really good at it because that's going to be the difference between being a good arborist and a great arborist is being able to interact with the people that have the trees, educate them, and then set your company up for success. With that, stay safe and watch your top knot. <laughs>